Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Teach Me Acapella Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Boy. And I am sitting here. I'm really excited. I'm really excited just to, just to say that off top. Because I'm sitting here with someone who's super, super talented. Let me just, I just want to give you a, a little taste of who I'm talking about. We have, He's a pianist. He's a singer, writer, uh, producer, arranger. And then uh, that's just to name a few hats that he wears. But then, <laughs> but then let me go over to the collabs, the people he's collaborated with. You got Stevie Wonder. I had to say that right off the bat. Steve, oh, Stevie man. Wonder. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. But if you don't know who that is, uh, Christina Aguilera. Christina. Okay. If you don't know who that is, <laughs> you don't know who that is. Boys to men. I, that's like. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was I, a quick one. Man. But I still worked with him. <laughs> boys to men. And then on top of that, if you don't know who that is, I just want to say one more name. And then if you don't know who this is, maybe this podcast <laughs> is not for you. Brian McKnight. Ah, uh, that dude. Brian That's McKnight. the one that I worked with the most right oh, there. Oh, my gosh, man. I'm talking about no, no other person than Mr. Matt Cussin. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Thank you so much for having I hope I live up to that introduction. <laughs> man, that, that, was, uh, that was a good one. I appreciate but it. I got to roll out the red carpet for you, man, because it's, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, uh, I, and I don't know if you even remember this, man. This So this is you and I's first official meeting where we could actually see each other and talk. Yes. Yeah. But um, years, technology exists now. Yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. It did years ago. Yeah, exactly. But years yeah. ago, we used to chat on the phone quite a bit, which is crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I don't even remember. I don't even remember like how that even happened or how I got your number. Or my, I don't even remember that music thing, man. It just happens, and then all of a sudden, ten years pass. Like, didn't we? Yeah, you know, that's just always how it goes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. But I just remember because I remember, man, you were so so humble, so cool, and you know, and I'm all about taking smart chances. You know, I don't like to take chances where it's going to get me in trouble or anything like that. Sure, sure. But um, even with that, that's what I teach my kids, you know, take smart yep. chances. And so I think I may have reached out to you then. I can't remember. But anyway, we got connected. And I just remember, it's funny, and, and, and I don't even know why I'm going straight into this, but I, was I love so, it. I love it. I was Let's so go. excited to talk to you because, <laughs> I, I, you know, we had a history together. And I just remember when we were talking on the phone, I remember one time I said, man, we ought to do this arrangement of, uh, uh, <laughs> um, Kylie, my mind just slipped me. Uh, oh, now I need to know. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I had it right before we, I got on here and my mind just slipped. But anyway, it's the, arrangement <laughs> that, it's the arrangement that you just did for, uh, King's return. Oh, uh, I did a few for them. Um, I did. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? That's it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's one of the greatest songs. Bro, well, you, oh my gosh. I was like, and then, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a music fan. So I went, you know, I I follow them, you know, on, on Spotify, I'm waiting on the album, you know, everything. So so when I looked at, I always look at the credits, you know, like who did Mm -hmm. what, being a mixing engine, you know, doing it myself in my home. I, I, I don't know. It's just. I miss those days of the CD, you know, when you crack it open and you look at everything. 
So True. I have to do it on Spotify now. I'm like, who wrote this? Like, who arranged this? Right. And I saw Matt Cousin. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I first of all, four of the nicest, most talented human beings on the earth. The yeah. return. Yeah. Anytime they say, "Hey, can you?" Before they even finish the question, I say, "Yeah, whatever you need. Whatever you need. I don't care about. We'll work all the business stuff. I'm not worried about any of that." Uh, right. Gabe is actually singing bass on one of my tunes, acapella tunes, right now. Wow. So wow. It's just, I love those guys. I can't wait for their record. Anytime I send them an arrangement, they destroy it. It's really? amazing. <laughs> and I love how many people know them. Like I'm finding mutual friends that are just like, oh, you know that? Like, and, and yeah. it's, it's crazy. Small, yeah. it's a small world. It's the same thing as you and I talking 10 years ago or so. Right. It's the same thing as just there's there's six degrees in every with every musician you work with. It is. It is, man. It is a small world. And I love it. The thing I love about it, man, is that you have people like myself who, you know, I'm not doing it full time. I would love to. Um, sure. But but but, you know, I'm doing it, doing a little bit here and there in the home. Uh, mm. But then you have people such as yourself who's full time and and, and you know, uh, you know, uh, all the way to Mark Kibble. I spoke with him on my last oh, podcast. God. Oh, hero. Crazy. Yeah, one of my heroes. I got to check that podcast out. I haven't listened to it. I'm going to check Dude, that out. You got to. It was. I'll do it after this. Yeah. It was great. It was great. But one of the things that we talked about is that we're all kind of like the same in a sense where mm-hmm. even though, you know, I'm in my home studio, I don't have all the expensive equipment. I got some nice stuff, but nothing crazy. Sure. Uh, but I'm doing the same thing that Mark, that Mark is doing or you're doing, you yeah. know, sitting, yeah. arranging, yeah. putting together yeah. stuff. And um, it's just, you know, different scales and things that we that we are, you know, different planes that we're in, but we're all in the same. And I think that that's I just think that's so cool. And that's one of the things that I want to get across to the people who listen to this podcast is that it's not so much about I mean, you know, you love it, but you do it because you love it. It's not so much about am I am I living by this or am I rich or whatever? It's more about this is something that I love. I mean, I don't make a nearly as much as I know Mark would make on a arrangement right. or anything. Nobody but, does. <laughs> but but I'm just saying I love it. You know, yeah. and, and, and yeah. you do it from that from that lane. And everybody is 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 on the same playing field when they come in from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's better when you do it when you when you do it because of love, not because of money or fame or anything. If you actually love it, there is no level of success that's better than the other level of success. Because right. it's just it's what we do. I'm lucky enough to make a living doing it and and you are too even even though you're doing it you know part-time it's it's all the same man it's all yeah. the same yeah wonderful man well we're going to get into your story too but I, I i do want to say this another thing that 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 i remember when we were talking i don't know it's crazy we we used to talk quite often it's kind of funny yeah but uh yeah. the other thing that i remember is that i was listening and i want to get into your project uh mm-hmm. your, your your two albums that you did but your last your first project was my well, I, I like both of them. Don't get me wrong, love both of them. But your first project was my yeah. was my thing. I was wearing that thing out, and that's kind <laughs> of when we were actually conversing. And uh, you did this acapella interlude, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm all I'm all about acapella. So when yeah. I heard that, yeah. I was like, this guy. Oh my god, dude, we then, that's crazy. We did I that last you. minute too. Really? We did that last minute, right before the album was released. We had just recorded Every Step, which was the first single. And then we, I was like, this song just needs one more thing. I love acapella. I love arranging that stuff. So I just, we, I think we threw it together in a day. 
Oh and my I just, God. I just, I just played it on, out on piano and kind of figured it out as we went. And then when I sang it through, it just kind of, it just kind of happened. And I was like, and I actually had two of them because I had one that I was previously going to put on, but I was like, nah, we don't need that. And then I was like, I need that, but not that. I need something else. So it was, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I did it. And there's a lot of acapella on my either. I, I got at least one or two on my next one, but then I also have um, singles, acapella stuff. I got. I've been doing a lot of acapella lately. I love it, man. So, and and yeah. hey, that right there, you you're so talented, man, and and humble oh, with man. it. But but that arranging that acapella, and then y'all, your arranging. I mean, you got pop, jazz, like. You're the type of artist that is a, what can I say? It's like, it's like an artist artist, if you, if you know what I mean. Like, I appreciate that, yeah. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you're the type of artist that other artists really appreciate because you can't box you in, man. You can't, like, you are just, you can go. music, man. Yeah, you can go any way. That's why I did my second record the way I did. This third record should have been my second record to that first record. Ah, I see. The second record was... A, I think I just had a lot to say, and I want—I didn't want, you know, R&B beats in in right. huge acapella. I I think the lyrics mattered more than that, and and trust me, I I not I lost a lot of jazz fans for that with that record. I don't really? think I did in my head. I I say that, yeah, yeah, because I think uh, it is a more of a singer songwriter album. And I think I needed to just get that out of my, I needed to get that album done and out. Now I'm going back to the thing I, I love all of it, but I'm going back to, I think my heart sits in art, soul, yeah, jazz, and then, you know, and everything in between. Right, 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 right. Well, man, I tell you, I love, I love it all. I mean, everything, Thank you, man. everything that you do, man. I, I mean, you can tell that when you do it, it's it's from a standpoint of that love, like we were talking about. You love, mm-hmm. you, I don't know, you could just you could just feel it in the music, like oh, this guy that. likes what he's doing, like you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I, I love I love that about you, man. I, I appreciate it. Dude. When we were talking back then, uh, I remember <laughs> you saying, and this is how cool and humble you are, you was like, because I, I was asking you about that acapella joint on your uh-huh. album, and you were like, yeah, man, uh, I, I got a preamp I, I can't remember. I was saying I needed a preamp or something like that. You was like, man, uh, I got one that I can get, I can sell for you. And I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. And it was I don't like even the, remember what it was. It was like the Grace 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 M101 or Grace Design. Okay, like, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a long time ago, man. <laughs> Golly, I don't even remember the name. That's crazy. <laughs> I know it, man. I remember all of that, man. And wow. I, I didn't, I didn't have the funds at the time, but I was like, man, I want man, that. <laughs> I, I should have just given it to you, man. I man. love anybody that is passionate with music and, and needs it. I'm, I should have just gave it to you. But God, you know, man. 15 years ago, I was <laughs> in early 20s, and I was like, oh, you, you'll pay me for this? Okay, yeah, let me get some money for that. <laughs> no, so, it was a different good. game then. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, you're good, man. But it, it was just cool to, to, to get to know you and. I mean, there's like so fashion. there's so many people that uh that I that are in the industry that I've gotten to know that way, and it's funny because people are like mm-hmm. you know that person I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I, we haven't hung out, but we we talk about right. music, you know. And I'm like, golly, yeah, so yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, once you have that bond, it's easy to talk to anybody. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. let let's let's just kind of run through your story. I want to I want you to take us back <clears throat> um, to the East Coast. The sure. East Coast. <laughs> That's right. Yes, the East Coast. I was on the West Coast for a long time, but I'm back East. Now. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Because I thought, because when we were talking, I think you were out in the Los Angeles area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I lived out there back and forth. You know how it's, it's, I'm in New York for two years, then I go to LA for two years, and I go back to New York. Like, it's just been back and forth. It's right. kind of what we do. It's, right, and at right. this point, the good thing about what we're doing now is you really, I live in the Berkshires now in Massachusetts, like, and I don't need to be in New York City anymore. I don't need to be in right. LA anymore for what I do. It's good to be there and more opportunities may arise, but I'm visiting both places enough. Right. And right. this is a wonderful place to raise a kid. And I got my studio and I'm two hours from New York and two hours from Boston. That's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool the, what we can do with, uh, with where we are now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So tell, tell me a little about, a little bit about your, your upbringing, man, and kind of, you know, growing up and, and, and the things you were into. And then where at that point where you knew, like, I love music, like this is kind of what I really want mm-hmm. to do. Sure. Uh, I grew up in the Berkshires in a, in a small town called Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And it's, it's, it's the same area. I'm, I live 20 minutes from there now. Um, really? Yeah. When I had, when we had a baby, I, all everybody's advice was move near your family immediately. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Cause it was just me and her down in New York. We got friends and stuff, but yeah, it's not the same, man. That's good advice. Glad you took yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did we ever, we still need it desperately. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I grew up there. Uh, dude, honestly, I had two things in my life that I loved. It was music and basketball. I knew you was going to spit. Yeah. I, man, oh, I, can't, I, I talk about basketball more than I talk about music. That's me, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> so I I played every single day of my life. I played, <laughs> and then I would go home. Like, it would be school, ball for three, four hours, come home, music, three, four hours, bed. Mm-hmm. Fit your homework in there somewhere, fit everything right. else. Uh, my dad is a choir director and a jazz head, and my mom is a piano teacher for, man, ever, for wow. as long as I can remember. They're both wow. retired now. but uh, So music was always, I'd come home from school, and my mom's teaching lessons till 5, 6 o'clock. And then when she was done, my dad's in the living room putting on whatever new jazz record. He's the one that introduced me to take six. I was a puppy. But he made me, my mom, and my brother and sister sit in the living room with the lights off and listen to that album from beginning to end when it came out. I think it was like 88 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and that was how I was introduced to them. And uh, yeah, I, I always, I liked Miles Davis when I was 10. Like I was always into complicated, I wanted to, I wanted my ear to always be challenged. Right. Not that I don't love a good song because James Taylor is my favorite artist. You know, like, like I love a good simpler song, even though his songs aren't necessarily simple, but I love a good pop song. I love, I, I love it all. But I was at that point itching for something more complicated. Okay. That's great. Now let me go here. Let's find somebody else. And so right. uh, from there, I always, I started really singing in public, very shy. I was like 11 or 12 and I would just do an open mic night here, a wedding for a friend there. Mm-hmm. And it just grew because I literally would come home every day after basketball and play music and teach myself how to play piano and whatever my mom was teaching. I would go down by ear, just kind of play with wow. the and, uh And then I went, so blah, 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 high school. I was the lead in uh, Oklahoma. I was terrible. But I was the only <laughs> one that could sing. I went to a small school. Um, so uh, then I went to Berkeley from there um, for a year. And time of my life, man, when you come from a small town and you're the only one that listens to Stevie Wonder and Donnie Hathaway every day, oh and my then gosh. go to a school in Boston where everybody's just like you, they grew up just like you. Right, right. Different stories with some, like this, like you said, the musician thing. So yeah, right. that was a treat. And then third semester, 
I wasn't too into classes, but I was performing almost every day. Mm. Um, I wish I was more into classes, but you know, we're 18, we, you know, right. we just want to play. <laughs> so I met by chance Brian McKnight. And the day I met him, I dropped out of school and flew to his house the next day in Los Angeles. What? It's a wild story, man. Yeah. Wow. And then I stayed with him for a while. We wrote a few songs together. I was going to sign his record label. Um, uh, things fell apart. I ended up touring with him, though, for a long time. Uh, through that, worked with a million other people. Uh, uh, I mean, that's that's the story in a nutshell, I guess. And now yeah. I'm just I'm trying to do everything I can. And it's just music is music. It's weird because that second record, even though it's more of a singer song or anything, it was more painful for me to do that record for some reason. And mm-hmm. now music is, is really fun again. I'm glad I did it. I'll always say that. Yeah. People that don't like it, I'm glad I did that record. I right. hope people can revisit it and just at least read the lyrics because right. those that that was a big poetry album for me. So right, right. But yeah, worked with a bunch of people in every aspect, like you said, singing, playing, um, arranging, producing, whatever. Um, and just it just kind of grew over the last uh, fifteen years. Let me ask you this, because I know that there's a lot of listeners that probably want to know how how does that go whenever you, you, you know, you kind of went over it real smooth, but meeting mm-hmm. Rodney Knight oh. and then being able, like the next day, fly out and like, you're like, hey, you know, I'm here now. I'm at his house. Yeah. Just, how does that work? Like, what kind of conversation do you, what do you do? Say, hey, how you doing? I'm. I mean, like, how did that yeah, right. go? So yeah, I was a baby, and I I knew his musical director, Rob Lewis, um, one of the most talented people on earth. And he just said, hey, Brian's in town. He's going to come by Berkeley. If you want to come meet him, come come meet him. So I went and met him, thinking I was just going to go meet him. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. Uh, they get into a little bit of a jam session. There's about 20 people in the room. And Rob, out of the blue, I want to hear Matt. So I'm, you know, I'm just frozen with right. like, nervousness. I'm shy. I'm everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I sat down and played an original, which was bold of me now that I look back, an original tune that I wrote, uh, very Brian McKnighty. And uh, <laughs> halfway through the first verse, I, I'm kind of slowly looking where Brian's going. He's on the phone. I'm like, oh, he hates me. He thinks I suck. He's on the phone. Uh, I do a verse and a chorus and then I stop and then and Brian's like, uh, hey man, what are you trying to do? I'm like, uh, as far as what? Like, I don't know. He, we had a little bit of conversation, but he was like, you know, I was on the phone. I called my manager. I said, you have to hear this kid. And then I called my wife and said, you have to hear this kid. So those were good phone calls when he was on. Wow, um, man. And we talked and he was like, do you, do you, do you want to stay in school? I was like, not, not necessarily. Uh, he's like, <laughs> you know, keep, keep coming to LA the next few days. And then ended up being the next day. It was, I, I don't think I knew how to process it. Cause I first heard him when I was like six or seven years old. Right. And I fell in love immediately. I had like never felt this way as one of the first handful of songs that I learned on piano when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it's surreal. And someday I would love to sit down and write a short story of that entire from the second I met him to the first show I did. That's amazing. Four or five years later. It was crazy. It's still, I still look back and I'm like, that kind of thing never happens. Right. Ever. You know, right. it's pretty, it's, it's pretty surreal. And I still look back and I'm still in awe of the guy. Like I haven't worked with him in a little, in a few years, but he's, he's the best man. 
Yeah, man, that's that's an amazing story, man. You know, everybody wishes that 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 could happen to them one yeah. day. You know, and exactly. I guess the thing is that 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 I want to share with the listeners is that it really possibly it's a possibility. Like it really could. You oh, know, yeah. um, being in the right place at the right time. I mm. think part of it that helps. also is is being I, I, being prepared, not necessarily prepared for that moment, yeah. but, yep. but actually yeah. knowing like your craft, knowing what you can do. And even though you were kind of nervous, probably because this is Brian McKnight, mm-hmm. you you went and did something that you knew that you could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You already yeah. you already had that developed. And so just having the, the preparation already and then the opportunity, you know, crazy. I mean, crazy. it just kind of clicked. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, those things we had, and it doesn't, it doesn't ever cancel out the, the hard work and all that, you know, right place, right time and all that. But it's when those stories happen, man, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Right. So where do, where do you go? Um, and I, and I know the, the story, I mean, the, uh, the name of the podcast is teach me acapella. And I wanted mm-hmm. to get you on because it's really it, it's it, yes it's acapella but it's also just mainly vocalists you know that I that I love sure. to talk to and kind of pick their brains because me mm-hmm. being a vocalist myself as well as as a ranger and writer and all that stuff mm-hmm. there there's sometimes where I can sit down man and I can write and it seems like I'm not even writing it it just seems like right right you know things are just it's just going yeah. uh, but then there's sometimes where I'm like man I. I sit down, but I'm like, I can't. Nothing comes. And I can't yeah. fall with anything. Yeah, nothing so, comes. So where do, you, where do you go? Like, how does that work for you? Where, whenever you are, like, like you know, King's Return asks you, hey, could you arrange this for me? Like, mm-hmm. just different things. Like, where does that take you? Where do you go to get that inspiration to say, man, yeah, I can, I can do this or whatever? Um, I, it's different for everything, to be honest with you. I think I get... I get inspired every day by either something I hear even by my daughter, my wife, like I, like I get inspired constantly right. uh, by other musicians. I just worked in, in Brooklyn with this 18 uh, year old kid that was like, this is amazing. Like, I yeah. love that. It's the, the next generation and I'm here for them. Right. I love that. Uh, King's return, man. I, I, I when they called, I, I immediately said, yes. And I think, I go to myself singing the song and how I, I it kind of pops in my head. I, I kind of arrange it in my head or I just, even if I could just get the vibe or the feel in my head, mm-hmm. when I sit down at the piano, it's, it just kind of flows. And then you make tweaks, of course. And then you might wake up the next day and be like, oh God, I don't like any of it and start over. But at least, right. you, you know, you did that and now, you know, it's, it's closer to where you want to go. Right. But um, yeah, I think a lot of it is just, is just starting with, Whatever's in my head at the moment, whether it's an idea, a vibe, uh, just a, you know, when I when I think of how deep is your love, you immediately go up to the I know your eyes, and that would be the perfect high to, mm-hmm. to three. So I, it's just little things, just kind of. I'll sit down and play a little bit, and uh, it just kind of flows, man. It's and it, and but sometimes you do get um, totally blocked. Yeah. Uh, my wife made me this amazing Christmas present one year of a, it's just a beautiful wooden block that says writer's block. She's like, <laughs> that's for when you have writer's block, this is your writer's block. So it happens to everybody, man. And, and, and when that happens, I, and sometimes I just shut, shut the equipment off and, and go for a walk or, or sit and play piano. But 
sometimes these days it's hard to play piano mindlessly. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking of, oh, what was that? Or I should learn this. And it doesn't really, it's not, it not, it's not the escape it was when I was 15, but I'm learning to get that back and just play to enjoy it without any direction. Just kind right. of go. Right, right. It's all inspiring. All of it. Nice, nice. I don't know if I answered your question, but. No, you did. <laughs> you, you did. Okay, you good. did. You did. I, the reason why I asked that is because through the, through the pandemic and all the just craziness that uh, this mm-hmm. world has been been going yeah. through, whether it was politics or the, mm-hmm. you know shootings and racism. I mean, it was just yeah crazy. It's all, yeah, man. I God is my witness. I had the hardest time writing anything, trying sure. to come up with it. And you know, I in my head, I'm thinking this would be the time. Like this is the perfect time for me to right. really express myself. And, and get these feelings out. But mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't do it, man. Man, I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, dude. It was, it was just so hard. Like I would sit yeah. down and nothing would come up because I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really articulate what I was feeling about everything. Sure. Like I couldn't just put it together and be like, this yeah. is how I feel because yeah. my emotions was all over the place. You know what yeah. I mean? I understand. So yeah. it's at times like that, that it's just, it, it's just really hard for me. Uh, where before, man, I could come in and I, I don't care how I was feeling. I'd be feeling bad, sad or whatever. Right. And right. I could just put it together. But I think, sure. that, like I said, when you, I think when you have children and family stuff, things just kind of change, man. I, I have a, uh, I have a 13 year old, and 11 year old. And so when all that <laughs> stuff was going on, my emotions everywhere because I'm trying to think about them and protect yeah. them. It's a what's... lot, man. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that some of the, how I got through it a little bit was um, kind of like what you said. I would just have an idea of something maybe, you know, and it really, some of these songs have come of nothing really, but it was sure. just getting, we're just releasing something. Yep. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yep. I did a cover. The first thing I did was a cover of Don't Let Go by PJ Moore, mm. which is out. So check it out. If, if yes, you it is. Yes. PJ is a bad boy, record. man. He's a oh, bad boy. PJ dude. is, is. I've been wearing out his album, man. The, the, oh my God, the melodies and the production. It's just, he's amazing. His voice is everything. The yeah. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. And a great guy too. That's cool. That's cool. I haven't met him. I love to, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I met him quickly uh, during a Maroon 5 gig when we opened up for him, uh, for them. And I met him then quickly, but he, when he, I did Don't Let Go, he reposted it and we became a little chatty. Dude's nice. awesome. Just the fact nice. that he did that, I'm like floored. Nice, uh, man. Nice. But yes, I understand what you're saying. You know what I did during the pandemic was, so far, I did the mm-hmm. DJ thing. I did a heart to heart cover. Um, Kenny Loggins' Heart to Heart, which is also out. You can check it out. A lot of acapella. Uh, it's not acapella because there's drums and yeah. keys, but it's uh, it's it's eight part harmony. It's it's all over the place. But anyways, I uh, did, did did a couple covers. I did a producing for a lot of artists. A lot of artists without gigs were like, "Hey, I guess can you produce for me?" And I did right. for a lot of artists. Uh, but one of the biggest things I learned how to do was I started mixing a couple years before the pandemic started. And mixing, as you know, is a lifetime right. of learning. Like, in just starting out, I was really bad. <laughs> like, I listened to some of my mixes. I'm like, good. <laughs> what is that? Uh, but um, I, I 
got better, but when the pandemic came, I went full in on it. And now I'm mixing, I've mixed a few bunch of stuff for Comedy Central, for yeah. TV, for all sorts of stuff. I just did a song for a lifetime. Wow. Um, uh, and, and, and I love, my goal 10 years ago was be a one-stop right. shop. Me too. Come to me, whatever right. you need. And now I'll mix it for you if you want me to. And I'm, I still got a lot going. I mean, it's mixing is crazy and it's subjective right. and it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything, but boy, do we spend a lot of money on plugins. And, right. <laughs> uh, but that's what I did to get through the pandemic. And that was inspiring too, because it's just another branch of music that you can lend your, your ear, your right. heart to, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome. So that's how I stayed um, inspired during the pandemic, man. It was tough. It still is a lot of people struggling. I'm still uh, redoing shows that wow. were canceled wow. two years wow. ago. So two years ago, I guess. Man. But um, yeah, that's what I did. At least we stayed, you know, productive because man, it was bad for a lot of people. That's true. So true. Um, One of the things I wanted to do, man, uh, before I let you go, because I know you got, you got daddy duty. So the daddy duty, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I understand that. I understand. Thankfully, my kids are at that point now, you know, like I said, 13 and 11, they're a little older. They can kind of, handle that themselves but i remember those days so mm, yeah. Um, yeah 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 it's it's a lot and, and, <laughs> it's I, and a lot. I do want to tell you man congratulations that's a beautiful thing man thank you man um, thank you i see some of your posts on instagram and i always like them mm-hmm. man because it's so good to see you and your your family there and it's just beautiful man so i appreciate you know, it thank you she's, she's amazing thank you man. wonderful wonderful so um your 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 albums that you put out your full albums i know you got mm-hmm. you got like music yeah, yeah you got a lot of music out there but your full albums man uh back in 2008 you put out your your, your self-titled album uh yep. matt cussing and um i love that album man i really do Thank i love you, both albums but that album mm-hmm. for me right there that just of course that put me on man i was like that <laughs> I I, this is my guy you know i appreciate so, it man. Thank i you. love that but um i know one of those nights really kind of got mm-hmm. you a lot of Got you a lot yeah, of publicity. Uh, can you kind of tell us about that real fast? Yeah, it, one of those nights uh, is a is a is, is my dark song, but it it it's a, I think it's a beautiful piece. Uh, my Bill Myers did strings on it, uh, who is the king. And I don't think that was on the 2008 version when it got re-released in 2011. There were strings on it. Ah, okay. So yeah, one of those nights uh, won the John Lennon uh, song of the year, the Maxwell song of the year. Uh, came in second. Uh, to Tane Watts in the International Song of the Year, uh, wow. like like a whole bunch of uh, stuff, and it actually got me that record deal uh, mm. that I had with Spectra that actually moved me from LA to the East Coast again because I was on tour. And, and uh, long story, but yeah, it, that <laughs> song, uh, that song, you know, I haven't heard it in a long time, and it popped on my shuffle at thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand songs in my in my. Yeah. Phone. So uh, it came on randomly, and I and I listened to the halfway. It's hard for me listening any of my full songs, but I listened to it. I was like, man, I remember, and the memories just came rushing back. It it was pretty nice to to relive that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man, that, that's just an awesome album, man. And I also, yeah, I really love. Now you you kind of took a break. I, I won't say take a break because you was always putting out music, but as far as from a full album. That was yeah. a, that was kind of like a gap, and then in 2017 yeah. you came out with the uh, Only Human project. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, now I got some favorites on there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, name them real quick. First of all, it's the title track, "Only Human." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love thank that. You. All right. Love thank that. you. Thank you. Love <laughs> that. Um, you don't know me. Oh, I mean, yeah. Megan Hilty as well. She's she's I'm her MD now. She's my favorite person to play for. She's incredible. Man, that's crazy. And then and then the one that I really like <laughs> is crazy. It's called it's called Call Me Crazy. Call Me Crazy, man. That <laughs> was that's an a track. That's fun. And I don't yeah, I take a lot of ballads on that album. Uh yeah, yeah that was fun to do, man. They're they're I don't know if you hear them all in the mix, but there's about 120 tracks of stuff going on in that oh. song. It was a, it took a yeah. long time, but it was fun to do. That's kind of my ode to you know Prince and those kind of kind of you know. Yeah, you ain't even got to tell me. I could tell when I was yeah. listening to when I when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, this is like that's yeah, it's my 80s kind. Of, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But I love yeah. that man. I Thank love that. So that just goes so to much. show your genius, though, man. I mean, you are like across the board, man. That's why I say you're an artist, artist, because you. I appreciate it. You know, when we hear certain things, we're like, yeah, he he's on, <laughs> he's on it. <laughs> oh man, thank you. Likewise, yeah. man. It's 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 uh yeah. You find it as as great as that music bond we've been talking about is when you get into the me and you kind of music bond, it gets a little smaller. Man, it's the best. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I. I hear your baby girl in the background, man. So I, I know you gotta, you gotta have the <laughs> love. She's ready for bed. Yeah. Real man, quick, thank man. Thank you for having me, dude. Man, yeah. thank, thank you for coming on, man. I really, Pleasure. really, really, really appreciate you, bro. I'm serious. Thank like, you, bro. Likewise. You didn't have to do this. You did it, and I appreciate you. Anytime. Um, Anytime. Can, can you just tell us real fast what's what's next yeah. for you, man? Or where where can people yeah. follow you or whatever, so we can make sure that we go and support you. Yeah, I got another album coming this spring. I got two more singles coming. Uh, one is a social justice anthem mm. that I did with my good friend, uh, C-Red, who's a phenomenal rapper. And Jared Johnson, who you might know, uh, he sings with Take Six a lot. Um, the three of us uh, did a song and that's coming out. And then I got another single coming out after, uh, after I don't even know which one's first. Uh, this Hopefully the album will be out in the spring. I'm producing a ton of stuff for other artists that I'll always post about. <laughs> Bunch of shows coming up, you know. Yeah, follow me at M-A-T-T-C-U-S-S-O-N on everything. And I'll, uh, that's how you can stay in touch. All right, man. Y'all heard it from him, from the man himself, mm -hmm. Mr. Matt Cousin. Go follow <laughs> him. Go follow him. This is a great, great guy, great artist. And uh, this is Teach Me Acapella, baby. Teach Me Acapella podcast. Yes, Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother, so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right.